Everybody, uh, welcome back to We Lost Some Ships. Uh, I can't remember what episode. Episode 21. Uh, this is 21? I think so. 21. Oh, yeah. This episode is now of legal age. Uh, <laughs> to, um, to, to totally to wow you. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> to wow but, you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, um, so, uh, Paul and I just had an interesting... Uh, yeah conversation slash argument yeah but we came to a resolution it's true relatively quickly um uh, yeah i I, like i was commenting i think that might actually be our first um pointed altercation but i said probably not given how open i am to direct confrontation (laughs) true although i'm i'm generally so which is why i think you're you tend more on like the NT side on the Myers Briggs stuff, could because be because NTs generally are more open to that kind of stuff. It could be. I I think a lot but, of it has to do with my upbringing too. Okay. With my siblings. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. As well, well as as well as my my parents. Um, sure. Hey, were you teased a lot as a kid or no? Uh, not in a way that was damaging to my okay. self esteem. Okay. I mean, get. It, I was definitely teased. By friends, like I have been, yeah, I, I would say no, generally. Okay, yeah, we're and you, I, were. I was, yeah, to some extent, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think some of that might come into play too. But yeah. at any by the rate, way, we're, we're talking yeah. about uh, the effect of siblings, yeah, that's uh, today. right. So, that, that's kind of what we saw as a natural tie in, but yeah, exactly. But yeah, we're t- but also just factors in our upbringing, well, yep. Anyway, and this time we are we're taking a break from the from our series on the other Cold War. Uh, just a, a refresher: that is our, our series talking about the some of the uh, important factors that uh, play into the um, the disengagement between single men and single women in the modern age. Uh, last time we talked a lot about um, attractiveness, yeah, um, its importance, and what can be done about it. We had special guests Steph and Tracy. Um, had some good conversations. Yeah, it was great. And uh, while while our sibling discussion today isn't necessarily about the Cold War, there might be some there might be some analogies. Like um, maybe we could call this the um, the uh, trepidatious piece of cord. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something to describe. Sibling relationships. Uh-huh. Um, the Treaty of Versailles. Wasn't that involve for World War II? Conflict. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe Kinda so. Kind of like that, huh? I believe so. I mean, they, they do in all... There's a lot of conflict, uh, but it's not... Uh, anyways, uh, it's... And we could probably... Okay. Yeah. There's Cold War stuff in there, too. Yeah. Or straight-up war stuff, but... Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so to prepare for this, I read a very long, uh, somewhat uh, boring article... <laughs> And Bryce read two fun articles. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, did you find yours boring? This is uh, what's that? Did you find yours to be boring? I actually did uh, oh, enjoy okay. some of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's not it's not fair for me to say it was boring. Yeah, but yeah, Bryce yeah. thought it was but, boring later. Well, I would say like, wait, more people would find <laughs> it boring than not, including yeah. myself. Well, it was a it was a summary of other people's research. It was That's a literature right. summary. Yeah. And uh, and I find those useful because it's basically I, I find them pretty credible. And, that's that's right. I you mean, know, that that's that's the actual 
scientific findings being presented, right? So it, it's a yeah. lot uh, more granular. It's, it's certainly not dumbed down. So you've got, yeah. you're getting more of the full story. Whereas usually yeah, when people write about true. these studies, like in a Time article, or whatever, they're, they're given a very summarized uh, point of view that, that it is missing some of the richness. So. Yeah, that's true. Or it's just focusing on like one aspect yeah. kind of intensely and not given as broad of a thing. I don't know. Actually, when I was doing my master's degree, I did a literature review. That was what my master's, hmm. I, I did a thesis list master's. And so um, like my... A thesis list? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no my, thesis. Like, I did, well, I yeah. didn't have to do any, uh, any of my own research. Nice. But I had to do a literature review, which is a summary of other people's research. Right. And it had a great title. Like most engineering papers, it was called... Uh, modeling stresses in thin films grown by ion bombardment. So every once in a while at different places I lived, I would like just take it out and stick it on the coffee table just to see if anybody would be like, whoa, what the heck yeah, is this? Yeah, yeah. But I never got any reaction. Yeah, well, you know, one, of my, one of my friends, uh, he, he's a, he has a PhD in economics, and he was saying that I, I started reading his dissertation just because I was interested in it. It was about uh, uh, health economics. Um and uh, he said that, you know, I may have been the first person besides himself to ever started reading it. Even even his uh, his committee may not have read <laughs> okay. it. Um, anyway. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty convinced most of the people in my committee didn't read mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they so. just went to the presentation. At any rate, um, so yeah, we're talking about siblings. And, um, you know, okay, one of the things that I'll, I, we can kind of like um, jump into here is that one of the things, so the, the thing that I read through was... Um, it was a 2012 literature review of like a cup, a few decades worth of uh, research on sibling, hmm. uh, siblings in general, like uh, different effects that siblings have on us and stuff. And um, so some of the new research has pointed out that conflict among siblings um, is in some ways good and in some ways bad. But one of the ways hmm. in which conflict is good is that it can develop skills in Perspective, emotional intelligence, negotiation, persuasion, problem-solving, pro-social behavior, empathy, and academic achievement. Oh, yeah. We, that's pretty good. Was, we exhibited, like, all of those. Yeah, I know. That's that's We're kind of incredible. what I was thinking. Yeah, well, it was <laughs> once I, and I've, I think I've said this before on this podcast. If not, I've definitely talked to Bryce about it. Like, uh, if, I can, uh, if I can keep arguing with someone for about five minutes, I'll usually... Uh, about partway into it, I'll realize that I'm wrong somewhere, and I can come around to a place of humility, mm. and then and then I can, uh, you know, reluctantly say like, okay, okay, I'm wrong. Um, yeah. But uh, my initial reaction always is to put up a big defense sure. and be like, and you know, push against it. So, anyways, yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, think about conflict, and we'll definitely want to talk more about conflict. I, I'm this is not the first time I've said that, but uh, on this show, but. Yeah, it's such a rich and important topic. Um, and the reality is no one does it perfectly, right? Um, but, I mean, I think this is one of the big uh, takeaways from siblings' research is that it shows how much of an influence ha- just having siblings and growing up with siblings can have on your ability to navigate those uh, constructively as an adult. Yeah, um, and, and research basically shows that... Um these these skills that you yeah basically like what you're saying the skills that you develop uh in working out conflicts with your siblings they they extend out to all your other relationships yep. basically so um yeah it's good stuff so maybe it was good i grew up with eight 
seven brothers. Yeah. And one sister. And I grew up with uh, <coughs> two brothers and three sisters. So, I mean... Yeah, although, like I was telling Bryce, I would have liked it if I would have grown up with more sisters because maybe I would understand women a little bit better. Uh, and w- there is some findings that we might talk about <laughs> this time that, that do back that up. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> well, if any one. listeners out there want to be my foster sister, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not too late. <laughs> it might be too late. Um, anyways, okay, well, you got a bunch of siblings. Let me ask you some things, actually. Uh-huh. Did your family ever... Did you guys come up with like weird nicknames for each other and stuff or no? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just naturally. You asked me this before, and all I could think of was my mom called me one that was based on my nickname that I don't like, so I don't want to share it <laughs> okay. on, on air. But um, uh, yeah, because I feel yeah. like I feel like this is a sibling specific thing. Well, maybe some parents give nicknames, but my parents didn't ever. Your mom did, though. That was your mom. Yeah, and now that I think about it, yeah, we all had nicknames for for each other. Mm. The siblings made nicknames for the other siblings? Yeah, I mean, they weren't... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with this, but uh, not, I, not I too many. I just think it's an interesting yeah. aspect of, like, rich huh. sibling life. No. Yeah. Uh, I think it um, can be positive. Yeah. Uh, you know, that... I don't know. I feel like it shows some interesting little family microculture stuff going sure. on. Sure. Oh, well, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of that. You're in the, I think this is one manifestation of that. You're right of, of your own family uh, culture. Um I don't know. I, I I think anytime you have close relationships with people, you know, you can create different um shows of affection for them and one of those is to call them different names like you see that in Latin culture a lot, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> They'll call each other like fat, <laughs> and, and it's, and it's a, a term thing. of endearment. Yeah, yeah. And, and other things too. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny if you translate these things directly into English. Because yeah. I thought about this because, of course, I was I was a missionary in Argentina, and like you would you would ask like, do you know where this person lives? And they'd be like, I mean, directly translated from Spanish, it would be like, oh, you mean the fat guy down the street? <laughs> El Gordo? Yeah, exactly. It's and they don't, they don't mean it as an insult. Yeah, it's kind of funny that it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I was thinking about that when I was researching the sibling stuff because all of our nicknames in my family all were sibling-made nicknames. Huh. Um, and they changed over time. And then we had other weird stuff, too. Like our family, would we would uh, use words in ways that I don't – I didn't – they seem like the they they um they um were used in ways inside the family in ways that they weren't used in society at large hmm. uh like for example we started using like the word they call you murderer at home <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> and then you go out in public and someone actually calls you murderer and then the police come get you <laughs> no it's nothing like that at all <laughs> <laughs> but like we made up some words uh-huh. uh, that were just fake words and I don't some of them I don't even remember what uh-huh. they meant we used the word generic as like a real cut down ooh like not it, special it wasn't like generic. a it wasn't like a slang word used in uh-huh. pub, the public at large uh-huh. I don't think I ever heard it anymore but it was like because I was watching some old family home videos and we kept saying the word generic we were like that's generic man <laughs> and one time we were on a family trip and we were somewhere in Texas, and um, 
and we came across this. We just randomly saw this hotel called the Generic Hotel, and we all like were rolling laughing. <laughs> You're like, that's laughing. the worst yeah, hotel that, ever. That, that, yeah. Anyways, okay. Anyway, did we mention how those competencies <laughs> developed uh, among siblings can extend um, into our later relationships? A little as bit. As adults? Okay. Yeah, we did. Well, it's true. Um, it is true. <laughs> Were you listening five minutes ago? Uh, yes, they do. Yeah. Like, um, and, and and this isn't a shock to no... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. But it's a shock to no one, right? That like yeah. what, what happens in our childhoods has huge implications for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, not that it can't be like tweaked and changed later on. But not without a lot of effort. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's correct. Um, yeah, and even some of this conflict stuff, even though in some ways it's good for us, it helps us develop skills. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also some things about conflict that are that are yeah, like what you're pointing out. Um, they can be negative and they can affect us throughout our lives too. Sure. Um, where we they can be bad for adjustment. I don't know if adjustment is like a psychological term. Um, uh, but it's, um, it seemed know. like when they were using this, they were specifically talking about deviance, like school problems, bullying, substance abuse, internalizing symptoms. Do you know what they meant by that? Internalizing symptoms? I don't like, um, yeah, no, I didn't look that up. I'm not sure either. So I'm not going to say anything about it. Yep. Me neither. <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely know what they mean by Every deviance. Every now and then, Bryce exhibits some, <laughs> some restraint <laughs> about opining uh, on things. Way to be humble. Thank you. I am pretty darn humble. <laughs> Anyways, you read some pretty but, interesting... But yeah, I mean, that, that's interesting, right? Like, um, stuff that goes on inside the home, again, not surprisingly, it affects what, what we do outside the home. You know, um, a, a child who has a really crappy, contentious relationship with a sibling, you know, might really, um, you know, be desperate for some other social circle outside the home, which may or may not, it could possibly be, you know, a social circle that's not terribly uh, healthy. You know, they may be skipping school or, or doing drugs or whatever. Um, or, you know, there's there's been a lot of, um, attention put on bullying these days, which which is appropriate, right? But, you know, we all know the story, you know, kind of like in The Simpsons of, you know, the Nelson Munces of the world. You know, the kid is like, ha, ha. And, and, you know, over the years, they kind of got into his, like, troubled home life. Um, oh, really? Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, anyway. Yeah, well, no, that's true. That's There's um, some of the studies we're talking about that as well that um, – yeah, some sibling conflict can lead to bullying, bullying other people. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure. Like, w- presumably, if you've been bullied, you know your way of getting your power back in your life is to bully other people. Um, yeah, I would sure, and I would say in general, like um, some of the findings suggest that like older siblings of the same gender as you, mm-hmm. um, you tend to model your behavior after them right. for good or ill. Right. Generally, that is that yeah. was huge with me and my oldest brother. So I, I have two older brothers and one older sister, and then and then two younger sisters. And like, <laughs> I don't want to incriminate any of my siblings. I love them all; they're wonderful. <laughs> but uh, you know, well, don't throw kids them are not always the, the best. Uh, yeah, like apparently, well, apparently one of my brothers would really pick on me a lot. 
But I idolized him so much that like I was a glutton for punishment, and I would keep coming back to to him, because um, he just did all these cool things. He was interested in all these cool things and. Indiana Jones and Transformers and Constructs. I don't know if you remember those. Um, and he'd like draw these Is cool like comics and stuff. And, um, and he also, I don't want to get too much into it. Um, I wouldn't say it scarred me, but at the same time, my, my other brother and my parents to some extent were kind of concerned that like that uh, I was so enamored with this brother that, you know, that yeah. I, would, I would follow him over a cliff. I think it's a valid concern. I mean, wasn't some of the stuff that you were reading talking about uh, making the argument that siblings have a greater impact on your life even than parents? Um, parental influence? Or was that not what it was saying? That's not what it was saying. But but it is true <clears throat> that, um, yeah, like our parents and our siblings, those do. I mean, I, I do think they said that somewhere. Um, I, know, I know some of the stuff that I read talked about like uh, drug like drug use, you know, or whether you choose to to abuse drugs or not, you're more affected by your siblings than you are by your parents. Yeah. You know. So yeah. that that old PSA, who taught you how to do this? <laughs> yeah. It well, was you, Dad. Uh, I learned from watching you. Yeah. I learned from watching my oldest sibling, Johnny. That's what yeah, yeah. Yeah, said. that was not accurate. But I, I, I love on said. YouTube, someone commented <laughs> on that video that it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Because <laughs> it's the big twist. It's that the dad taught him how to use oh, I it see. from his example. Yeah, yeah, anyway, no, sorry. Go, a, nobody go saw that coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. For some reason, in my childhood mind, I thought it was just cigarettes, but it was some kind of uh, illegal drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I found the same thing uh, about, like, risky sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like, you, you tend to be more closely to model that after your older siblings. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they are your role models. I, I mean, there's some... Uh, one of the things I read said that whether or not you do drugs, your siblings may have as... Your older siblings may have as high of an impact on that as your your peers. Hmm. Um, but definitely it's your peers and your friends, like, highest. And yeah. Then, and then your parents. Yeah. You know? Interesting. And your younger siblings, you're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite like that. Well, it probably, right? You as They're much, kind of irrelevant you know? to you. <laughs> to like, I'm not looking to them for cues. <laughs> I sometimes had this um, this theory that it's it's all siblings younger than you or family members younger than you whose names you get mixed up. You know how parents will like say mm-hmm. like five names before they get yeah, yours, right? I got that all the time. And I never do that with my older brothers, but occasionally I have done it with my youngest too. Ah. But at any rate, because spotlight was that, not on them. Uh, sure, is it, I don't think you're irrelevant, younger brothers. You're great. <laughs> I just can't remember who you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, the, well, there's an article in Time I was reading as well. Yeah. Um, it was called "New Science: The New Science of Siblings." Anyway, they they were saying that it's true. Like we'll we'll tend to model um, our own behavior on some of our you know, older siblings' behaviors, but there's also the possibility of the opposite effect that that you'll de-identify, that you will you'll do the opposite of of what they do. You know, if if your older brother is the troubled one who likes to skip school and and whatever and bully people, then you'll be like, hey, that's not my thing. I'm gonna be totally the opposite. I'm gonna be the really straight laced, follow the rules person. 
uh, in the family. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I read some stuff like that as well mm-hmm. in this uh, in the summary, summary that I was reading, which talked about basically, I mean, the takeaway to some extent was siblings directly influence us in certain ways. And in some ways that makes us more like them. In some ways it makes us more distinct. Mm-hmm. Some of that I think can like, um, can, um, I wonder if it depends, for example, on how your parents talk about like uh, your older siblings and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know uh, like sometimes I wonder if you're aware of your older siblings' negative decisions and it's talked about openly in a kind of a positive um instructive way whether that might hmm. more likely help you to see like well this is what their life is like and maybe i want to model my life differently hmm. i don't know um yeah. i wondered about that i know one of the things i read was that um when there's a when a the oldest daughter uh has a teenage pregnancy um there's a higher what is like teenage pregnancy teenage pregnancy uh-huh. there's a there's like a higher risk for the mother to feel like to kind of give up on the younger daughters and, and really, and then and then they're at a higher risk for teenage pregnancy. Really, not only because the older daughter modeled that behavior, but also because um, the mother—it's more difficult for the mother, and she, you know she might not be as much in teaching mode. Might just huh. kind of give up a little bit. Huh. Interesting. Which Could... is the, the sibling then, and then which is interesting because then that's the sibling behavior directly influencing the parental behavior and and that in turn influencing other siblings. Yeah, interesting. Um I I mean some of the stuff I read too talked some of that was um actually talking about like indirect influence, right? The sibling directing you in indirect influencing you indirectly because it's influencing what your parent does. Right. There is um like I know some of the stuff was saying that um older siblings do tend to be kind of guinea pigs. Yeah, and yeah. parents do change their parental strategies over time. Yeah. They become more warm, uh, you know, towards towards his younger siblings. Yeah, and and more like, more permissive too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Yeah, and that the, well, a lot of the research that's been done on siblings is, has to do with birth order. I think, or that's some of the oldest. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that and they often find that to be true that you know the first one or two children in a family. We'll get so much attention and so all these hopes and dreams are, are foisted on them and, um, you know, and they're kind of tend to be forced into a leader, a de facto leadership role uh, among the siblings. Yeah. And then, you know, the middle children like me and I think like you. I'm a, right? I consider yeah. myself a middle child. We're, we're yeah. kind of like lost in the mix because the parents are getting, <laughs> they're getting tired and and raising kids is hard. And then the youngest is like, forget it. Just do whatever you want. Your, yeah. your siblings will take care of you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, which is kind of interesting. Some of that did happen in my family. Um, yeah, that's um, interesting stuff. Uh, well, yeah. Hmm. What was some of the other stuff that you were reading in? Um, so in that Time article, they, they talked about um, uh, the effect of having uh, opposite gender siblings. Mm. Um, they basically found that um, that can accentuate some of the, the differences um, between siblings and that as they get older, um, uh, th- those who have opposite gender siblings um, – have some market market advantages uh, socially. Uh, for instance, 
in one in one study they found that uh, that guys were uh, guys who had an older uh, sister um, had improved conversation ability uh, and they were more involving in their yeah. conversations with with women and they were more liked um, and then similarly uh, girls who had older brothers uh, were more friendly and were more uh, more pleasant and more more smiley in their conversations with men. Hmm. Um, so interesting. Yeah, you had several older sisters. I had, I had one older. Oh, just one and, and two younger. Oh. Uh, and I, I, okay. I would say, like it, to me, it's very clear, like the positive influence my sisters have had on me. I mean, all my siblings have, you know, on balance, been very positive influences in my life. Um, uh, but but no, I I think. Uh, Socially, I was helped a lot by my sisters in that regard. In, very, in subtle ways, like it's not that they were like sitting me down and saying, "Okay, Bryce, time to learn you some things." Um, <laughs> Lesson yeah. one: conversation. Right, but, but yeah, I mean, for instance, like I went to um, visit some family this for Christmas, and uh, it was just such a nice reminder. Like, I, I mean, my sisters are all very delightful um, and intelligent, and and kind and fun. Uh, people and it was it was just a good reminder or, or, or it was good to have that influence in my life again because because <laughs> otherwise i'm a sad lonely bachelor <laughs> with a cold <laughs> grinch heart <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. i did have an i do have an older sister um but i also had a whole bunch of male siblings i've had several times in the conversation in like family gatherings either a sister-in-law or my mom has uh, like stopped us in the middle of some conversation where all those guys are talking about something super nerdy and scientific mm-hmm. they say like can we talk about something else uh-huh um so i've had that happen several times yeah and maybe if yeah. i would have had more sisters i would have gotten more used to talking about other things yeah maybe um i don't really know um but uh yeah those are good points um my sister was like she was like my babysitter. She was like that age, several mm. years older than me. Mm. She tried to teach me piano, but gave up. <laughs> um, but I do. I did have a good relationship with her. I do. You know, she doesn't live in state, and so I don't see her super often. But I feel like we have a good friendship. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good stuff. Nice. Anyways, like some of the stuff that I was, some of the, um, interestingly, for some reason. There hasn't been as much research of, uh, about sibling relationships as there have as there has been for other relationships. Like um, mm. there's um, these uh, these authors looked at um, a couple decades worth of journal articles and they found that there were like 700 citations that talked about sibling relationships as compared to like 33,000 for parent-child relationships, 8,000 for marital relationships. Mm. Five thousand for parent, for peer friend relationships, and even those seven hundred that that um, hit on kind of like some key terms, they didn't all directly focus on siblings. So they were kind of saying, and this was back in two thousand twelve, but they were kind of pointing out that there's been a little bit of a there's a little bit of a vacuum there, yeah, and needs to be more research on this yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. I remember reading that, that you know there's a lot of reasons or several reasons for that that um, uh, it's it's kind of harder to study these things. Um, the deeper you get into family dynamics, the harder it is to um, recognize and and control for the different factors that, that you need mm. to be able to to do uh, valid 
you know, scientific uh, research. Um, you know, often you're going to want to do longitudinal, you know, long-term uh, research, and that that's very uh, expensive. Um, and they probably, I, I also remember that they, they thought that um, just investigating the oldest child was enough to, to learn about, you know, yeah. how, how children develop, and then they find it wasn't until later they realized, you know what, actually, we need to look at all all of the siblings, or not just the oldest one. Yeah. Anyway. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Well, they were kind of making a call for, like, here's some areas where we think, you know, people could do more research right. and should. And this is a right. summary of what's happened in the past and stuff. But they made it one point that I thought was interesting is that, it, this is back in 2010, there were more more youth living with a sibling than with a father. Um, yeah, that was amazing. I mean, it wasn't by a huge amount. Not in amount, a great way either. It was like, uh, <laughs> I know, 82% of of uh, youth were living, that's 18 and under, or probably 17 and under, I guess, uh, were living with a sibling, and only 78% of youth were living with a father. Yeah. It was back in 2010. Of course, you know, we talked, I don't remember if we talked about this in our episode about fathers. I think we did a little bit, but there's, uh, yeah, fathers... Uh, have over time kind of been like less involved, you know. Yeah. Life. They've been kind of like missing a little bit. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it I wouldn't surprise me if your siblings affect your development more. If that if that becomes more pronounced as there are fewer fathers involved, that, you know, yeah. then your siblings probably take yeah. on more of that role, spe- yeah. particularly uh, older siblings. I, I imagine so. In fact, one of our roommates was. Well, we don't want to. He made kind of that same point that he'd been kind of pushed into that position. Oh, really? And anyway, I don't want to. I didn't hear that. Try not to incriminate (laughs) the the innocent. (laughs) Way to go. Yeah. Roommate. Whoever you are. Roommate three or whatever. Um, Huh. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. Some of the stuff that um, I was reading was talking about what you were talking about, about um, all this old research about, uh, about, um, birth order and the firstborn being more um you know for whatever reason and they were trying back in the days this is like back in the 50s and 60s hypothesizing that um maybe because firstborns had more rights and responsibilities mm-hmm. under the law mm. um yeah. and and or because parents tended to overindulge younger siblings that firstborns ended up being kind of more responsible you know i don't know um I don't know. I mean, it's of course th- th- these things are just like averaged out over like a whole bunch of people, right? Every, every yeah. individual family is different, but um. Anyways, well, I still think you're going to see some some overarching trends. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Um, Paul, well, what are you going to talk yeah. about next? Well, that's... <laughs> are you going to talk about how siblings directly affect our development? I think we should. By being social partners, <laughs> Go for role it. models, foils. I don't yeah. know what they mean by that. Foils. I guess that's like your opposite. I don't know. I think it's like someone to contrast yourself with. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. Uh, okay, and indirectly, indirectly by impacting of the uh, family dynamics, such as holding a favored family niche, diluting family resources, <laughs> or serving as building blocks of the family structure. I think this stuff is fascinating, just the whole family dynamics thing. Yeah. Uh, in, in large part because... Uh, I've been examining my own family dynamics a lot and, and have really? been kind of vocal about it among <laughs> okay. my, my siblings uh, with, with mixed to negative results. Oh, really? 
<laughs> I know I did hear yeah. one of these conversations yeah. from the sidelines. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's fascinating, and I think it's very, uh, it's a reality. Like the, the, our family dynamics, they they shape uh, who who we grow up to become, um, in good and bad yeah. ways. Um, yeah, they do. Um, well, this whole li- this whole limited resources thing, though, I yeah. know that thing. That's been. There's other stuff that contrasts with that now, huh. which uh, back in the day is what they would say is that, well, the more kids you have, the more limited resources you have, and so mm-hmm. you know it's it was kind of like, I don't know if it was that every kid, uh, every additional kid is like maybe less likely to have a good education or hmm. have as good of a job. I mean, to some extent, they were measuring the stuff after the fact based off of um, like your career stuff later. It seemed like, but. Um, I know they were also saying that um, your family dynamic also depends a lot on, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. They were talking about like the 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 age gaps between siblings and whether or not the siblings played any kind of like role of like teaching one another mm-hmm. uh, things. And if so, that seemed to like counteract some of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, that that can. Um, I, I mean, one, one of the... The big so another source we referred to is um, it was an interview on NPR with Jeffrey Kluger, um, who I believe uh, is an editor for the New York Times, I think, and he also wrote wrote a book called The Sibling Effect. What the yeah. what's it called? What the bonds am- uh, what's it called? <laughs> okay. What the bonds okay. among brothers and sisters reveal about us. Um, yeah. uh, it, and and they also talked about this in the Time article, but just like. You know, yes, there's long-term advantages to having siblings, but certainly as you're growing up, it also means you're going to have a lot more conflict. You know, sometimes, you know, I think the statistic was for kids like, I think, four to seven, it was like three and a half times an hour. (laughs) It would have some sort of conflict. And I will say, having you know, hearkening back to my Christmas, that was an accurate statistic among among one of my sister's kids. Yeah. Wait, wait, that was for a certain age group? Yeah, I think it was like four to seven, I think. But uh, yeah, there's just so much more potential for conflict. But Uh, kind of contrary to your point, um, so Kluger was saying that, that actually... You don't want to be a parent who just says they'll figure it out. Um, yeah. uh, on the one hand, you can't intervene every time, but but on the other, uh, you have a real opportunity to help um, teach and and model some like more sophisticated conflict resolution skills. Because right. um, you know, usually kids, if if they're not, you know, it's force. It, it's it's force and. Um, that's usually how they'll they'll solve conflicts, right? It's through force. It's stealing the toy from the other kid, and then the yeah. other kid will get angry, start crying, and start hitting them to get the toy back, you know. And um, you know, again, very common. Um, but uh, in fact, mm. <laughs> again, not that I. Mm. <laughs> also, during my Christmas, there was a uh, there was a conflict that kept we we were all in the same driving around in the same car. And sister, I, I will not mention any names um, if you're listening. Um, basically, two two of their kids had this this irreconcilable difference that was keeping them from agreeing on who would be sitting where in the car, hmm. and okay. and we were not going to leave with, without un, with that issue unresolved. And uh, we tried to you know persuade them to find a compromise because again, their natural state was like. No, I want it this way, and the others. No, I want it this way, and there's no meeting in the middle. 
and and we we tried to you know to persuade to incentivize to cajole um eventually uh i i offered uh this this nephew i i offered to play a, a computer game with him one that he we'd been enjoying together um if if he would uh you know just let it go and and sit uh, uh, let let the other sibling you know ha- have her way um or sit where she wanted to sit um anyway what was i getting at oh well you were talking about like oh conflict yeah but like if if not for us adults <clears throat> like intervening a little bit not not and not settling it by force which is a tempting way to do it right like i'm gonna come in here and that's it who had the toy first you okay you get it uh you know to, to look for something a little more sophisticated a little less yeah. about force more more civilized um because usually kids aren't going to find that on their own. Yeah, no, I think if left to their own devices yeah. is where you get more of this like negative long-term effects right. of of sibling uh, conflict. Right. And whereas when you have a parent mediator, you know, the right. the wise invisible yep. hand, not invisible, the visible <laughs> hand. Um, well, it kind of does. <laughs> I mean, in a way, yeah, right? Uh, the invisible hand in, in economics, that concept is that People motivated by their own self-interest will will somehow come to mutually agreeable uh, uh, exchanges w- without any external compulsion. Uh, that's where you want to where you want siblings to get to, right? That yeah, they're not right. That's the long term. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, right, like your your comment about um, you know the three conflicts per hour. Yeah, you know, yeah. as as a child of a certain age, but then hopefully by the time you're twenty or thirty, you know, you get that way low. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. Although Not always. I notice too, though, like when I go back for like uh, family gatherings and stuff, mm-hmm. that man, I've got to be on guard because, um, uh, yeah, th- th- I don't, you know, I'm I'm different than some of my siblings, yeah. pretty markedly in some ways, and and uh, I have to be careful to not. Uh, do not do things that will almost certainly lead to conflict. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. they do too, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure I'm not the easiest guy to get along with all the time. Yeah. But 90% worse. of the time I, I, I am. Except yeah. 10% uh, so, of the time was so today. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, like an yeah. hour ago. <laughs> no, no, the, Paul, Paul was a very agreeable uh, person A- to disagree five, with. After five minutes of being, yeah, of yeah. being very disagreeable, then I was yeah. agreeable. No, well, it's... Um, it was never, it was never vitriolic. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't. I mean, um, I was, I was about to pull out the vitriol. But just kidding. <laughs> I keep some in my room just in case. <laughs> I was gonna. I don't actually know. I don't actually know what vitriol is. I'm guessing it's something flammable. Well, vitriol. Um, I, I don't think it's I'm an a, actual substance. I, I what? It's gotta be. No. <laughs> okay. I, I anyway, it must have been. Anyway, uh, I was gonna say something else. Uh, Oh, okay. Kluger, I think it was Kluger mentioned this statistic that like into adult into adulthood, you know, like most statistics, this one is probably made up. I'd mm. have to go open up that mm. article. But okay. it says something like eighty, like fifteen percent of adult sibling relationships are are irreparably toxic. But but that the rest, like, um, uh, oh. you know, are are either repairable or 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 pretty positive. You know. So. Okay. So that's a little bit rare, that you know. But, is, uh, um, good. Yeah, and he he also talked about how um, certain focusing events, especially like parents, you know, getting sick or or passing away, mm. can yeah. really like uh, be the impetus for siblings to kind of bury the hatchet. Yeah. Um, 
uh, or and certainly if not bury the hatchet then to draw closer you know if they were already close and that's certainly been the case my mom passed away a few years ago and that's certainly been the case that um it's given us in some ways it's made us more distant without our mom you know being the uh, liaison between us you know and and phone call talker but um in other ways it's kind of incentivized us to to try harder to stay close um so. yeah that's great man i know yeah. that um yeah, in my extended family, um, I know there's some examples of people who haven't talked with either a sibling or yeah. a parent for like years. Yeah, and that kind of thing is uh, um, scary to me. Like I have mm-hmm. not had that with any of my family members. I know, like mm-hmm. me map. If I map myself with all my siblings, like I I dislike conflict enough to where I will almost always try to. Um, bring something back around to a resolution like the yep. same day, you know, yep. if at all possible, usually within just a few hours, if they must. Um, well, that'll help you in marriage. So, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, there are different styles, though. You know, like I've talked about before, like I have one brother who, when, um, when there's conflict, he needs to get away from the immediacy of the conflict sure. and needs to go, like, take a break and and be by himself. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was reading here, I was talking, I was talking about, yeah, I, I think you read this earlier, but um, something about, uh, let's see, um, oh yeah, conflicts with siblings can develop skills and 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 it lists all these things, and one of them is persuasion. And uh, yeah. I found that, like for example, one of my brothers, I would always want to borrow his clothes, and uh, and uh, and I would, so I would do this, I would have to time it right. I'd go and ask him. I'd be like, "Hey, man, can I borrow this?" And he'd be like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <And> like, <he'd, laughs> what? Okay." And, you know, we were very different personalities in that in that sense. Like, if somebody would ask me to borrow like my laptop or something, I would usually be like, "Yeah, go ahead." Uh-huh. I wasn't. I didn't care as much. But for him, it was important to like um, have his stuff be taken care of. So, anyways, I'd ask him like, you know, half an hour ahead of time. He'd be like. And then he like wouldn't say he wouldn't agree to it. He'd be like, "Well, I don't know." And then he would like go away for a while. And then after like twenty minutes, after having thought about it, then he would like feel guilty enough to just come and be like, "All right, go ahead." And he would give it to me. <laughs> and so it was, uh, yeah, it was a uh, that wasn't really persuasion. In fact, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that? that was more manipulation. <laughs> but, Hey, you know, maybe yeah. it was negotiation. Yeah. Uh, well, just think of how bad you guys would be at it if you didn't have each other. Yeah, because yeah, um, I learned the, how to deal with that, though. I mean, it would have yeah. been worse to be like, right. what, you want me to borrow it? Well, that's just wrong. And right. you know, instead, I just would right. say like, okay, and, yeah. then, and then just wait, wait yeah. a half an hour. Yeah, you know? I mean, so Kluger, he says that, one, I think we kind of talked about this earlier, one of the, mo- one of the most profound effects uh, that siblings have on each other is... is um, you know, uh, helping develop conflict resolution skills and relationship formation and maintenance uh, ability. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure. I think you get some of that even from like roommates and stuff like that, like learning how to live with people, but not as intensely. I, I, I agree. But to but some extent, the, the you know? groundwork is laid yeah. at an early age. And yeah. not, again, not that that can't be altered o- over time. Um, yeah. No. Um, also, this is interesting. They, they made, he made an interesting point that, you know, really, at the end of the day, our sibling relationships tend to be our longest relationships throughout life. Uh, you know, our parents, 
um, Good point. Le- leave We're us all too soon. Tracks. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our friends, like, yeah, they, they come in later yeah. in life. Our spouses and our kids, pr- relatively later. Um, so it's really our siblings who can be some of our, you know, longest term allies. And, you know, if, mm. you know, it, as, our, as we get older, spouses die, um, you know, it's, it's often our siblings who are still around. So interesting. So take care of each other, guys. Our allies or our ha- foils. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so here's another thing that another point they made that was interesting that, you know, we're talking a lot about the benefits of having siblings, but there's also for sure benefits to being an only child. Um, yeah. Although it's not, I'm really grateful I had siblings. I would hate to be an only child, but it's true that, um, you know, you're not doomed if you're an only child. Like you still have peers, you still have friends and, yep. you, and you definitely have more parental uh, attention. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Um, There's definitely but, no resource depletion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they find that uh, only children tend to have more sophisticated grasp of current events. Um, uh, they tend to have a better vocabulary. Hmm. Uh, and they tend to have more sophisticated sense of humor as well. Wow. Um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That is interesting stuff. My mom was kind of an only child. I mean, she technically, she had an older sister. I can't remember how many years older. Mm-hmm. Quite a few years older, though. Like, maybe like 12 or something. And, and although she found out when she was like 30 or so that she was not her actual sister. What? Yeah, she didn't know that whole time. And uh, that was like this big reveal, you know. Wow. M. Night Shyamalan. Um, M. Night Shyamalan wrote my mom's life story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was her father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was interesting stuff. But I mean, but my mom said that she always wanted to have a big family once she got married because yeah. she, uh, you know, for a lot of her life, she didn't have a sibling around because her oldest sister yeah. grew up and went to college and, mm-hmm. and then she was alone. And then, you yeah. know, she was kind of lonely. So, yeah. But she does have a good vocabulary and a good sense of humor. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. I, I don't know the the actual <laughs> stats on this, but you know, they they found it. I'm sure a statistically significant difference. Was it a big uh, difference? I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. And Maybe then, not. And then I think the other stat said that the seventh child of the only child has the best sense of humor of all, and that's me. Oh, <laughs> that is definitely a made up stat. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Uh, um, so another thing that I thought was interesting, they they talked a lot about. Um, like blended families as well, right? Where there's uh, step parents and step siblings. Yeah. Um, um, they they found that that basically that that can there, there's not necessarily a huge difference with you know biological siblings or step siblings in and of itself. Like certainly, like integrating into this new family can be can be a challenge. But yeah, um, certainly, like step siblings can can fill a lot of these similar roles um, that, huh. that you'd see with, with regular siblings. Uh, but but they also said that that's probably, uh, you know, that the um, it's least disruptive to, to a child uh, up until about the age of 12. And then beyond that, it could, could be a little challenging. So Oh, really? I don't know. Like if you're older 12 and then all of a sudden some new kid comes into the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be... You're like, look, be... bucko. Yeah, let like... me tell you how things are going to go around. That's here. right. This is my this house. This is my family. Yeah, my house. Yeah, you're an outsider, and you're redheaded. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting, actually. So back in 2010, more than 10 percent of households included a step or an adoptive child. Hmm. So 
Yeah, it's a big chunk of pe- yeah. of kids in the United States. They're Not growing up as many with... as I expect, though. Actually, oh only, really? Only ten percent. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know just because of I, how many divorces there are, but but that's a good point. But that doesn't mean you're uh, always going to get remarried, and doesn't mean you're always going to get remarried to someone with kids. Well, and well, well, you also have kids. You may not have. Yeah. If the marriage is clearly going down a bad direction soon enough, you might not have kids to begin with. Exactly. First marriage. Right. Um. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. Also, um, your number of siblings, uh, by racial group back in 2010, anyways. So this <laughs> let's is... not talk about this because we don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we can just give a qualitative. Is that? Um, no, we don't even know what this means. No, we just know means you'll you these uh it just it goes in this order, like Asian, white, African American, Hispanic in terms of least siblings to most siblings. Oh, okay, we'll yeah, say it that we way. Can say that they they did give us some numbers, but we do. we're not sure if what they're <laughs> we're saying. Not sure they're... Well, we weren't yeah. sure if what they're saying by the numbers is this is how many siblings you have, or this is how many average total kids, s- kids in the total. family of those races. So, yeah. Anyways, anyway, Asians have the have the fewest. Siblings, Hispanics have the most. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got, man. Yeah, anything what, else you got we anything need to else? say? I don't think so. Uh-huh. I mean, I think siblings are interesting. I definitely feel like um, I can see how I was shaped mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways by my siblings. Uh-huh. You know, particularly, like, I think to myself, like, um, I mean, my mom around a lot my dad worked a lot you know to support he my dad never went to college and uh, he was supporting nine kids with his sole income for a long time and he worked a lot and um so didn't you know never made like a huge amount of money Mm -hmm. and so i think i probably spent like a lot of time around my siblings compared with how much time i spent with my dad one-on-one you know yeah and uh so i i can see how they probably had a like a really big impact on my life yeah um yeah Anyways, siblings, yeah. They, they're important. They're important. They're good. Uh-huh. Uh, if uh, if you don't want to be lonely in, a, in your old age, uh, make peace with your siblings. Yep. That's, and, that's my and, word of advice. Right, yeah, for sure. And uh, and if you're, uh, if you're a parent, uh, I guess, um, you know, never mind. I'm not Intervene every now parent. and then. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's okay, like. Your kids are learning, probably learning good things from their conflict over time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that, well there's some that was, sage advice from people with no kids. That's right. That's who, right. But who read a lot of science. That's right. Well, we know so much about this stuff. Yeah. Theoretically, <laughs> we do. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, it's been great talking with you all. all. Right. And uh, I guess uh, next time we'll be talking about I, like, something we, else. Oh, we'll yes. Probably, <laughs> I was going to say, we don't know what we're going to talk we'll about We'll probably have a guest on. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, okay. Yeah. We'll see you next time. All right, thanks for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and give us a rating. Thank you.